0: George. Good morning. Welcome to Coffee with George and Phil. On the first and third Saturday of each month, we show up to help you get from where you are to where you want to be either personally or professionally, whether you're in job transition, you're in a career pivot, or you're a leader looking for the edge in your business to ignite and engage your team or retain your talent. We are your hosts. This is George Murray. I'm Ethan Connor, filling in for Phil during his absence. We are glad you could meet us early this Saturday morning. We do encourage questions in the chat, and we'll try to answer as many as time allows us.
1: So good morning, Ethan, and we also want to uh, say good morning to our viewers uh, for coming on so early on the weekend mornings, but we are streaming live from Facebook, um, LinkedIn Live, and Facebook Live, and also uh, we're on probably about 12 platforms now uh, for podcasts, including Spotify and our High Radio. So if you're listening to this either on YouTube or on the podcast, hit subscribe so that you get notified for the upcoming shows.
0: George, today's show is about how you show up on LinkedIn. As I just created my own profile, I'm really looking forward to the tips and strategies and best practices that we're gonna hear about today. Before we start, uh, I wanna thank our sponsor, Global HR Research. They are better by every measure as highlighted by their three pillars. And these three pillars are better data, better technology, and better teams. They're 100% US-based. With proprietary technology and a team committed to customer excellence
1: a global hr research built their company and platform from the ground up to be more agile and adapt to today's compliance challenges and to the customer needs for better security mobility tracking and transparency for candidates employees So we're also looking for uh, ways to help leaders. This particular show helps hopefully give a platform for them like global HR research. Um, So we want to turn around and encourage anybody that would like any further information on how you can do that on our show, just reach out to me. So we're also have a subject matter expert today for our show, as we always do, so that we can lean on the best insight. We want to welcome to the show, Carol Kammerer author, award-winning book author of LinkedIn, Savvy Executive, now in his second edition, professional speaker, branding coach, and Carol was recently named the top six personal brand experts to watch on 2022 by American Reporter. Welcome, Carol.
2: Thanks so much, George. Glad to be with you and Ethan today.
0: Yeah, Carol, welcome. Uh, so I just created my LinkedIn profile, as I said earlier. So my first question is, how important is it for anyone to have a LinkedIn profile? And what are some of the most important aspects of a good profile?
2: OK, I think it's super important because it is the, one of the top ways that people make a first impression of us. It's available to anyone 24 seven to take a look at. And if you've done a great job, you've done yourself a huge favor. If you haven't, not so much. So the number one thing that I would recommend if you just started out on LinkedIn is to make sure that your headshot is spectacular because people always remember what you look like on LinkedIn, especially if they don't know you. Um, That's the image that they carry in their head forever. And if you look dorky, it doesn't advantage you. So number one, headshot. Number two, take advantage of the 220 characters in your headline. The headline is the part of text that's right under your name. And it's a positioning statement. So instead of leaving it as uh, LinkedIn auto fills it with your current position, talk about how you add value in the world of work. Start with your current position, put a colon, um, and then continue with how you add value. Um, 220 characters is a lot. And then finally, my... Um, Passion is to make sure that people use the about section really effectively because that is your personal branding story. It's your business story. So give it all you've got. We've got 2,600 characters, just like five paragraphs. Make sure you emphasize your purpose, your passion, and your principles, and it'll be great.
1: Carol, what are some of the biggest mistakes that people do on LinkedIn?
2: Oh, there are so many, George. (laughs) I know you've seen lots of those. Um, But I think the biggest mistake is thinking it doesn't matter what's on your profile. Um, Just putting any old thing up there. You know, LinkedIn is so much more like an essay test than it is a short answer test. And for every student who uh, knows how to write an essay, you start first by thinking, what is it that you want to say in your response? What is it that you want to put in and make sure you hit all these points so that the teacher will say, oh, on my rubric, this person got 100. (laughs) Do that for yourself on your your profile and you will have such a better profile
1: well you know one of the things you said earlier you know as far as profile pictures i can tell you doing a lot of networking that's really important to have one that's updated right so i've actually gone into some networking meetings and walked by somebody because of the fact that their profile picture is 15 years old uh, and no. now, now they got a beard and a mustache etc you know and it's like no. uh
2: So I always say to my clients, you know, that picture of you is a beautiful picture, but it doesn't look like the beautiful you right now. So we need to make sure our picture is absolutely updated because when we see a mismatch between how we've pictured ourselves, you know, with the headshot and who we are now, people are wondering what else are we lying about on our profile. So don't do that. Um, Make sure that you have a great headshot taken and um, that, that you're wearing your best smile because that is um, something that connects with everyone's heart. So you asked about uh, other, other things that uh, are mistakes. Um, I mentioned um, leaving the headline just the way LinkedIn gives it to you. Uh, That's a real mistake because it doesn't differentiate you. Um, Let's see. What else?
1: What about the picture that's behind your headshot? What should that be something about? Right? Because I see a lot of people that are either blank, the the LinkedIn blank, or they've got just a blank color on that.
2: Yeah. Okay. So I definitely recommend that you do something with that. It's called the banner image. It's that Big uh, space behind your picture, and you know if you've done the kind of soul searching that is necessary to tell your business story effectively, you've probably uncovered some aspects of your brand that you could showcase in the back. Um, you know, if if you're not working for a company, you know you have no logo, you can't do that, but. If you are a person who is um, speedy, you know, absolutely you do everything fast. That's part of your brand. Think about um, a picture of it's a nighttime picture of um, car headlights. You know how those look so fast? They, you know, you're just seeing the headlights and um, it it connotes speed. Um, Or maybe you are incredibly calm. Think of a picture of a lake that's smooth and glassy right at sunrise. Something to help us to connect with who you are and what you do.
0: Uh, So my next question is, uh, so say I'm in a job that I love. I don't really have a desire to leave it. Is it still important to have a LinkedIn profile? Um, And in general, just how often should people keep their profile updated, uh, whether they're in a job that they want to stay in or if they're looking to transition?
2: Okay. You know, so many people think that if they love their job, they shouldn't make any changes because any changes would um, signal that you are maybe interested in looking but you don't do your company any favors by having a nondescript, non-specific, out-of-date profile, because people that you need to, you are interacting with, vendors, and um, people that you want to sell to, people that could be your um, customers, all those people are looking at your profile, and so it just is not. It doesn't benefit anyone for you to have an out-of-date anemic profile. So I recommend that you um, maybe quarterly think about your recent accomplishments Add a bullet point about what you did in the last quarter. Um, make sure that your honors are up to date. Make sure that um, all of the links Of media that you've put in are still live. One of the things that has happened recently to a bunch of people is that they posted Vimeo pictures, Vimeo um, videos. And LinkedIn and Vimeo had a little falling out. And LinkedIn will not show the thumbnail of that anymore. And so all of those links are broken. And they look terrible. But if you're not spending some time once a quarter taking a look, you know, how does my profile look? Um, you are sending the message that you're not very aware of your brand.
1: Hey, Carol, some, some of our viewers are either fractional or professionals on their in their own companies. How can LinkedIn help generate leads and clients for them? And what are some of the things that they can do this weekend to help them? Next weekend, next week. Sorry.
2: Okay. Well, the the number one thing is if they have their own business, which most fractional CFOs or whatever um, have, they need to have a logo showing up on their current position. And it's not hard to do. You need to have a website, an email that goes to that website and a logo. If you've got those things, it's absolutely free to set up a LinkedIn company page. And in that way, um, the uh, logo can appear on your profile, on the profile of of anyone who works with you or for you. And, um, you know, that's, that's a good thing. You asked me about what will generate leads. There's so many things that generate leads um you could just update your profile and that would (laughs) generate some leads you could um uh spend your weekend thinking about um a posting protocol how you know how often do you want to post and um find some things that you'd like to post and schedule them out um posting Every day is a great practice for people who are trying to generate interest and uh, that kind of thing. Um, make sure that you are connecting with people. Um, it's it's one thing to connect on LinkedIn. It's another thing to actually contact them and um, you know grow a relationship. So many of us. Um, it's like just connect, collecting chips um, when you connect with someone, you know, now I've got so many thousand. No, no. It, we're, we're talking about how do we convert those people who have taken the time to send us an invitation, how do we convert them to being at least a friend, someone that you could reach out to again? Uh, that was
1: one of the questions earlier um, before we got logged into the show from a viewer. Stating, is is there too much that you can share or too often that you can post?
2: Actually, uh, yes. <laughs> so it is important to um, post often. And by that, I mean at least once a day. Um, if you're trying to, to generate um, some excitement around who you are, if you're trying to use that as a lead generation activity, that is my recommendation. Um, if you post um, a second thing within four hours of your first thing, LinkedIn will not um, send it out. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't propagate to the homepage feed oh. and you're wasting your time. So if you want to put something twice a day, Um, which I often do, you have to make sure that the second one doesn't um, post within that four hour window where LinkedIn is testing who is responding. Is it getting any traction? Shall we send it out some more? That kind of thing.
0: Yeah, we've got a quick question from one of our viewers. Lorena Grimm uh, says, good morning. On my third cup of coffee, should (laughs) our work history include all companies and roles or only those that are recent and or significant?
2: Okay. Um, The the answer can be either one. So one of the things that we want to do is have a solid 15 years of experience. If we've been around in the work world for 15 years, um, then you need... Almost all of them. But if you are, um, you know, a little long in the tooth as I am, (laughs) perhaps you don't need to list all of them. Um, Specifically, if you're over 50, I recommend that you start taking some measures to make it harder for people to understand just exactly how old you are. So, um, you know, one thing is not to have a breadcrumb trail that goes all the way back to your first position um, because it's got a date on it, and now we can can calculate. Um, I also leave things off like um, dates for graduation unless graduation was recent. So we don't want you to count all the way back if you're over 50. Um, one of the things that is important is that sometimes we have remarkable places that we've worked as interns or, you know, right after our graduation. And it's sad to leave those in the dust. Um, if they are huge name brand companies, they are part of our brand. And we want to include them not in the chronological listing in your experience section, but in the about section. Hope that was helpful.
0: Yes, no. absolutely. Um, my next question is uh, your book LinkedIn for the Savvy Executive uh, is the second edition of this book. So what changed from the first edition to this most recent one? Uh, and where can I get a copy?
2: Okay, let's start by where you could get a copy. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a QR code here. That would do it. Or you could go to my website, which is carolkemmerer.com, and buy it from me. You can also, of course, buy it on Amazon. But then Amazon takes 60% of the book price and keeps it for themselves. I will send you a personalized, autographed copy for your very own. And and I do it very efficiently. So um, order it from either the the QR code um, or directly from my website, carolkemmerer.com. The things that are different, uh, number one, Everything is up to date in terms of um, all of the new features and different settings that were put in between 2016 when I wrote my first book and um, the the beginning of the pandemic. Because at, at the end of 2020, LinkedIn rolled out a whole bunch of things that they thought would be helpful for uh, people on LinkedIn and all those are included in the book. The other thing that I added was a chapter on people in job transition. And specifically, there is a section for people who are over 50 because there are some different things that we might want to do and we definitely don't want to do on LinkedIn. And those are all in that chapter.
1: Hey, Carol. Um, Norm Ragnar, he and I work together. He actually has a question. Do you recommend upgrading to LinkedIn premium? And what's the difference?
2: Okay. Um, This is going to sound funny because I have LinkedIn premium, but I don't recommend LinkedIn premium for most people. The reason I have LinkedIn premium is it allows me to capture um, all the people who have looked at my profile and Usually, regular LinkedIn will do that for you. It captures the last five people who have looked at your profile. If you have more than five people looking at your profile each day, that's phenomenal. If there are more than five people looking at your profile on any given day, and you want to make sure that you have captured them without having to look more than once a day, then you need LinkedIn Premium. So the two things that premium does for us is it gives us a certain number of in-mails and it gives us a 90-day look back at people who've looked at us. Um, If you are in jobs-seeking mode, you should be looking at that metric every day anyway. And and then you can tell whether you need a a premium account. Um, With regard to in-mails, I always recommend that my clients look at the person they want to connect with figure out what groups they're part of join one of those groups and then have the private conversation via what's kind of like email but through the group through the directory and it sends a different kind of message than i'm rich enough to pay for this uh privilege of talking to you (laughs)
1: Even though we're not gonna, hey Carol, I, I had to interrupt with our show, we're going to go over a little bit, but we, one last question before yes. we go. Um, how do you, you? I know that you help both professionals and executives one on one. How important is developing their brand, and how does one start?
2: Okay, especially for people who are looking for a position pretty high up on the career ladder, there are fewer and fewer of those jobs and lots of people who want to apply. So it is super important that you understand what your brand is and that your LinkedIn profile and your resume and everything that you put out there really exudes personal brand. I I can't um, emphasize that enough. The people who you will be competing with Almost all of them will have used people like me, personal branding experts, to help them um, put their brand out in a very um, definitive way on LinkedIn. And so if you're trying to do it yourself and you're not a branding expert, an, a really good way to start is to contact somebody who is
0: All right. Well, Carol, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for uh, joining us on the show today. Uh, Thank you for all your insights.
2: Thank you, Carol. Absolutely. Thank you.
1: All right. Well, you know, these go by fast. As we said, we do want to tell uh, or thank our viewers as well as thank Carol. And if you guys are actually in career transition or need a brand expert, you can reach out to Carol both on our website as well as our LinkedIn and email that's on the screen. And I highly suggest picking up her book.
0: All right. Ron, I want to talk a little bit about our uh, ne- what our next show is going to be. It's going to answer the question, uh, how do you uh, d- successfully job transition when you're over 50? Uh, so until then, uh, we want to wish our viewers a great weekend and week ahead. And remember to achieve forward and get
1: better. Happy Labor Day.